And a very good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back for week two of Three Spirits Talking. Good evening, Keith. Hi, Lawrence. And good evening, Bill. Hi, Lawrence. How you All doing? right. How are you doing, Bill? I'm fine, mate. You? Yeah. yeah, good. Thank you. Good. Yeah, I'm all right as well, thanks. <laughs> you, you pressed the wrong button to start with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, well, a very warm welcome back to everybody and uh, new followers also. If you were with us last week, wonderful. Uh, we covered the first initial steps about circle work and uh, your route to becoming a medium. And this covered everything before you actually physically did anything before you actually attended a circle it was just the groundwork that you put in before you actually join a circle what you should look for if you saw that wonderful if you missed that don't worry just go to the church page videos tab and look for week one so we're on week two of our journey today gents so today is the first day i am here we've gone through all the processes that we did last week and others of our own uh, devices as well and we're here actually ready to sit in a circle so on that vein and on that energy uh, i'd like to ask both of you uh, sitting for the first time in a circle managing expectations um, we all know that we've had people come in and quietly go along and other people come in who are already uh, supposedly developed and often our expectations can actually trip us up a bit because we either fail to reach them and sometimes actually we expect our expectations fall below the level that we're actually working at so Keith you sir first please thank you Lawrence well I would like to have said by the time they walk in the church of your door sorry, the door of your church or the door of wherever they're going, that they've already spoken to the leader of that teaching. So that the actual teacher, say me in this instance, I know what Lawrence likes, I know what he wants to do, what his expectations are, I know what bills are, and there will be different people, different personalities. So as the leader of a circle or of a development class, it is my job to try and mould the right sitters, students with each other or close to each other with their same balancing that you've got. So if you've got somebody who's come for their very first time, you've got to be a little bit gentler than if somebody has been going for two years, three years, four years. Because I remember the first time I went to a circle, those butterflies go in your tummy because you think, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I've never been in a circle. I've never seen what happens. And the fact is, they're calling it a circle. I literally expected to see a circle. But it was only the way it was sat that people sat around. But you could sit in squares for all it matters, you know. So please don't go to any circle development or with any teacher with high expectations that in an hour you're going to be reaching the limit that you will because it's a bit like a marathon i always say this it starts with one step and your journey in spiritualism starts with one step the fact that you've taken that plunge by going into that first step to get into your premises means you want to be there wonderful thank you keith i do particularly like that saying it's not a marathon it's uh yeah very, very poignant. Bill, over to you for your thoughts, please. I think he summed that up really, really well, Keith. Um, I remember going to my first circle and I had weeks to wait. I was told like six weeks, there'll be this vacancy. And I was really looking forward to it. And I remember when I actually went to the first circle, my heart was in my mouth. I just was walking into the unknown. I mean, it doesn't matter how much I had spirit around me and what I understood. I kept thinking, what happens if I don't get anything? What happens if I make myself look stupid? What happens? What happens? What happens? And when I got to the circle, and like Keith said, rightly so, the circle leader had talked to me beforehand. 
and the first thing I noticed was the camaraderie, the bond amongst the people, the warmth that they showed you, and they put me at ease. And my circle leader, she was a, a great lady, and she used to say, you've done the hardest bit. You actually walk through them doors to come into circle. Now let the journey begin. And she used a very quaint saying that now is where the, the, the journey begins, one step at a time, Keith, like you said. It's not a race. And she said even the mightiest oak has to start from a seed. And that's what circle is. It builds you up, you nurture it, you care for it, you bring people on. I've never, ever forgot them words that she told me. They, they, they stayed with me. And I would say to people, if you've got the opportunity, the chance, and you've got into circle, set your expectations low. Ease yourself in. It's a slow journey, a rewarding journey. But she always used to say to me, my circle leader, don't set your expectations high, but always expect the unexpected from spirit. Because when you don't think it's going to happen is often when it will happen. And yeah, I remember that. Great days, really, really great days. Set your expectations low. It's not a race. That's lovely, Bill. Yeah, and uh, my thinking and thoughts on that is always, it's not the destination, it's the journey. That's what makes us. Uh, I found one of the hardest things when I first did in Circle was to shut the mind up. You know, that that is just one of the basic first steps. You know, I went in thinking... Okay, you know, let's go for it. But it took me ages just to still the mind before, and even then it was sort of like, okay, okay, gently, gently, gently. But also, when you go and sit in the circle for the first time, especially if it's an established circle, you are joining in, in an energy that's already established. And you often find with circles, uh, new people join them, either do do it or don't do it. It's not a slur. It's not an affront to anybody. If it doesn't work, it simply doesn't work, you know, and there is a reason for it as well. Whatever the reason is spiritually, if that circle is not going to work for you, don't get disappointed. Don't think that's it. You know, it's all over. That circle may not be suited to your needs. You may not be suited to that circle's needs. And that's one of the things we have to learn. Yeah, lovely. Thank you, gents. So... Here we are at Circle. A little, few little words, please, on Circle etiquettes. Um, I know myself, uh, my last teacher that I sat under was a very strict lady, and there was a huge demand that I was never, ever, ever to wear black because, in her estimation, it drew the negative energies. But there are many practical etiquettes as well. Uh, don't go out and have a huge three-course meal and then go and sit in circle afterwards because guess what? Things probably won't work. So, Bill, your thoughts, please. Etiquette and rules, eh? You, when you go to circle, when I run circle, um, there are expectations that I have of people. Um, one of them, like you touched on, is don't go and have a big meal before going into circle. You're going to get that bloated feeling. You're going to be uncomfortable sitting there. Clothing. This is sort of contentious. I always say wear something casual, something loose. You're sitting there to relax. Their energies build up. And if you're not comfortable and relaxed, it's very difficult to blend with the energy of spirit. Because you're sitting there and you're fidgeting and you're not comfortable. But I do say to anybody coming into circle, and I remind my circle occasionally, that there are rules of the circle. And one of them being that this is the one place where people's motions can be exposed. And it's a place, a sanctuary. And what's said and done in circle has to remain in circle. It's not for general disclosure to people. I have other rulings, the etiquette in there that you're presentable, you're polite, you're courteous to people.
because the strength of a circle, the spine of a circle, is the sitters sitting together in that energy and enhancing it. You've got to be able to trust each other. Simple things, the rules and etiquette of circle is, I say to people, if I'm teaching people in circle to develop their mediumship, their clairvoyance, I say to them, you can only sit in one circle. Because I've no objections to someone sitting in a healing circle and developing that, because the two don't infract against each other. Does that make sense? But you can't have two teachers teaching one person. So I say to people, these are the rules of the circle, the etiquette of the circle, because at the end of the day, I might teach one way, Keith might teach another, Laurie, you'll teach another, and all you're giving is confusion to someone. The rules and the etiquette of the circle are vitally, vitally important. And like you said, Laurie, my circle leader was a very much a disciplinarian. These are the rules of circle. They're there for a reason. And I've taken it for, you know, I've taken it on and it's remained with me. And so I say, the rules of the circle, stick to them. They will and should be made clear to you of what is expected of the sitters. That would be my take on the rules and etiquette of circle. That's lovely, Bill. Thank you very much. Keith, sir, over to you, please. Well, I'm probably going to upset a few people, but I don't mind that. Um, no. <laughs> when I run when I run my circle, when I'm running it, not when I'm sitting it, when I'm running in it, I say to anybody who's come to my circle, and I wouldn't have told them this, you're going to sit with me for, let's say, three months. In that three months, I don't care how many times you've been to a circle before, I don't care how long you've been in this, you do it my way. If you don't want to do it my way and you're not comfortable with my way, please leave. Because I'm not being horrible to anybody. I'm trying to give them that discipline that we talk about. I want to teach them honesty. I want to talk them the truth. And I don't mind. I really don't mind. Please don't go there with expectations that you're going to be the best medium in the world. Good luck to you if you do. But go there with what you want to do. If you want to go there because you want to hear from your son, like say me who's lost a son and I want to get in touch with my son, that's the wrong reason. If I want to get the, go there because I want to find out if I'm going to marry a rich woman, or that's the wrong reason. You've got to make yourself aware that a development circle is exactly what it is. It's developing you as a person. It's developing your gifts. It's showing you how to blend, as Bill said, and you, you blend with other people and you have to learn. One thing I have a problem with is to shut your mouth because some people will do this that you say to them, right, I want to talk to you, Bill. And, you, and I say, Bill, I can see, I'm making this up, everybody. I can see a man stood behind you and before you, I've, it's come out my mouth, three People have said, yeah, I can see him. He's about 64. Blah, blah, blah. It really is not the discipline. It's not the place. It's not the time. Because could you imagine that you've got four mediums doing a medley of mediums at your church, Laurie, and all of a sudden one of them says, I've got a man here, and four mediums all stand up and go, yeah, I've got him. It's a free-for-all. And we're only trying to do it, not to say how clever we are, but to say, look, these are our experiences these are what they probably please god they will end up being better mediums than us it's not a competition everybody this is a balance between you and spirit and i don't care who will teach me if i learn something from bill from lawrence if i learn from a 16 year old boy or girl who sat in a circle and they say so i go well i could learn from that that's life and it's also the afterlife so thank you lawrence that's my etiquette if you like lovely yeah very good thank you keith um you touched on some really nice points there about you developing yourself and this is something you know you really need to be aware of when you start out on this journey you as a person outside of the circle will change your understanding, the way you interact with people, if you're on that right route for you at that time, you will change. 
you know don't be surprised if suddenly you know the the glamour or the material stuff starts to lose its shine because you see the greater worth in things so it does actually change you as a person because you're raising your consciousness and sometimes we don't realize where we are until we start raising our consciousness one of my old circle leaders an absolute little sweetie she said she was sat in circle for about two years and <clears throat> the medium taking it was in trance and the guy came through and said you're obsessed by um, material. And she went, I am. I really am. She said, I couldn't walk past a gold shop without buying something. And it, it changed her because she had that realization all of a sudden. So, yeah, yeah, it's very, that is a very poignant point there as well. Just some of the old etiquettes I remember. Uh, things like don't wear a strong perfume or an aftershave. Uh, scents are very evocative. If I smell Estee Lauder Youth Dew, my mum's here because my brain links that straight away to her. Uh, if you're a smoker, absolutely fine. Uh, try and, you know, have a mint or something before you come in. One thing I was always taught, and I was about three circle leaders, is once you finish sitting in circle and the circle's been closed down properly, we were never allowed to talk about the circle because what we were doing is reopening that energy. Every circle leader will have their own take on things. Uh, but I go to a circle to learn. And if the teacher says something like that, I think, okay, I don't know. I'll find out. Very interesting. Thank you, gentlemen. Here's one uh, I know certainly from experience. People do have uh, very mixed feelings and emotions about. And that is when you open up a circle, you're always going to start with either stating the intent of what that circle is to do that night. And usually that is through the opening prayer. Now, people I find new on the route struggle with prayer because it's a very deeply emotive and emotional thing. And, and it's private to us. But yeah, the importance of prayer or intent when you start off a, a group or a circle, please, Bill. Again, I've got to go back to what I was told. I mean, the three of us are referring back to how we was taught. Um, when, you first joined, when I first joined my circle, my circle leader, she was normally opening prayer and she explained that the prayer is an invitation for spirit to our spirit to join us um and it was important because in that prayer you would ask for safety for the circle to work from the highest and the best to work in truth love and light and it's an invitation we're here please join us um I'm probably going to upset a few people with this, but there you go. I'm, I'm a bit like Keith, and it needs to be said. I've watched mediums go out on the platform and do an opening prayer that took a quarter of an hour. Right? They've asked for everything. Water for me goldfish. My doctor's got shedding, healing for every single thing. But the one thing they've forgot is actually to be asking spirit to work. And as a medium, that's what we're doing. We're saying to spirit, here I am. I hand myself over to you. Let's work together. The opening prayer and the intent is to be able to work. And one of the first things that I was, I, 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 well, I've never been so scared in my life. I'd sat in a circle for a few weeks and my circle leader said to me, Bill, would you open in prayer? And I said, what? I've got to talk. What? Um, 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 um. And I did the quickest, quietest prayer you've ever heard. I think it went along the lines of, Amen. I, and she said, well done, thank you. Doesn't matter what you said, spirit knew what the intent was. To welcome them in. I worked, like Keith, like you, Laurie, on the platforms, where we're asked by the church to open in prayer. So to me, a prayer is important. It's an invocation to spirit, 
please use me as a medium and instrument please allow me to work and a closing prayer effectively is saying thank you for allowing me to work a circle one of the things i like teaching people and it's a really good way of getting them to come out of their comfort zone is get them to do an opening prayer doesn't matter what it sounds like because at the end of the day a medium has to use their voice you can't be a medium without using your voice so it gives them a little bit of encouragement and the circle leader will now Keith has worked all over the place same as you same as me there are some places you won't do an opening prayer you won't be expected to you know if you're doing a club or a theater or whatever some you know you're not going to do it but I will still find five minutes for myself away from people. And sometimes the quietest place, believe it or not, is outside having a fag or in the loose. I will find somewhere for five minutes to say, please use me as an instrument. Please allow me to work. Please be there. And once I get that feeling and that sense or I hear or I see spirit there with me, I know I'm connected. And it's a good way for everybody to do that opening prayer. Because 28 years later, I'm still doing it. It works. What I don't like is when people stand there and their opening prayer and their closing prayer is a mini address. It shouldn't be the mini address. You're asking to work. And you're thanking them to work. It's important. That's me. Lovely. Thank you, Bill. And Keith, your opinion, well, please. Well, just so we reduce it a little bit, the, the things that I always do, um, and I don't repeat the same poem, uh, sorry, poem, prayer, beg your pardon. I, I don't always do the same, but I always include something along the lines when we're doing it. Um, you know, please, God, let me do the right thing as your instrument. And may we ask a blessing for all those here, seen and unseen. So encompassing the fact that we do acknowledge the spirit world and, and what we're doing. So what I do, I try to encourage people that are sitting in my development circle. I always ask one individual to do an opening prayer. And I always ask another one to close. An opening, uh, uh, opening and closing is important. Now, it doesn't matter that if Bill's my student and he stands up and he does exactly what he did just now, please God, amen. Right? Do you say to him, how did you feel about that? Well, I rushed it a bit. Well, could you do it again? Yeah. And it's just, and what I also do, I ask that whoever's working in that school, that they stand up. Because when you go to any church, you'll be standing up that it is etiquette, unless there's any physical impropriety that you cannot stand up for whatever reason, you know, stand up and address the person furthest away from you. A bit like, I, I'm not trying to sort of bring, when you go to court, you know, that you're, you're talking to people at the furthest part. You know what that's like, Bill, don't you? <laughs> from the other end. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you've got to address everybody make them feel part of it and if if they say i can't do that say well try try and it's the same with when you're doing an address it doesn't matter what you say in development circle because that's where you learn that's where you can make mistakes and that's the whole point about it what is a circle developing circle you're not the finished article. I've been doing it 40 years. Bill's been doing it 30. You've been doing it a long time, Laurie. We're nowhere near the polished article. And the day that people think they are, I'll give up. Sorry, that's that's my passion to what we do. Because if I think I'm that good that I am the bee's knees, then spirit has sort of knocked me from behind and say, that's enough, mate you're off so that's mine that's mine yeah uh lovely keith 
uh, my uh, take on the opening, the uh, opening prayer, closing prayer, healing prayer, no matter what prayer it is, is somebody's just said here, Spirit, know your intent. Well, I'll agree with that to a degree. Sometimes we, as a spirit, need to say that to confirm it, you know, because we all have thoughts in our head and it's not until we vocalize it and put it out there, we give it that energy, that creative power from the divine within and make it a reality. Yes, Can please. I just say on that, sorry, yeah. if they know, and I'm, I'm being argumentative, if they know we're in it, well, they must know what message you're going to give then. <laughs> but we still express it for the benefit of everybody else who's watching it. Very much so. That's, that's my balance to that. And I'm not arguing with whoever said that, but I'm just saying you want to express and you want to show that you consider everybody before you actually start giving messages. And if you can't give an opening prayer in your church, you're in trouble about giving messages. That's my opinion. And I'm going to upset a few people, but I just think it's the whole thing. Sorry, Laurie, I didn't mean no, to. No, that's fine. No, no, you were quite right on both accounts. Yes, you have upset everybody. Well done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Won't be no. the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but prayer has always been a personal thing. And actually, uh, it is part of this developmental uh, route that we're taking here to actually acknowledge yourself those prayers because we always feel a bit shy don't we you know there's the old saying about the foxhole conversion the first time anybody prays is when they're under fire somewhere because it really take you know it, it's a such a private thing and then when you're in a group setting first of all to share that we all we've all done it we all feel like we're being silly but we're not because we're actually expressing deep emotions and deep thoughts and once we start letting go of that it's like actually i'm understanding me a bit more now let alone those that i'm working with yeah you're very developing yeah yeah very on that laurie yeah can. you run a church so you're responsible the book is that you're responsible for bringing in x amount of mediums per year to cover the services yeah no, I'll give that to the medium secretary. I do the government line on that. <laughs> I've called in the experts. <laughs> Here's the thing. I hear it so many times, probably you've heard it, Laurie and Keith, that you get mediums, right? You book them up and you say, well, hand over to the medium now to opening prayer. Oh, I can't do an opening prayer. I don't do that. Oh, Okay. We'll hand over to the medium to do the address. I don't do addresses. Right? Well, I suppose you want me to close in prayer as well. And I've heard a chairperson say that. And they said that. Now, I can't speak for you guys, but for me, when we sat in circle, if you couldn't do opening prayer, closing prayer, and, a, and an address, a, a spiritual address, 20 minutes, whatever it was, you didn't come out of circle. You didn't get sanctioned. Or your circle leader to say you are now ready to go to work but they are coming out and i, and I think he's moaning about that i think that's something that lawrence has said before as well how would he know what person to put on his platform and they say oh there's bill rich hello bill where have you been trained where did you learn oh i sat with keith charles i sat with whoever it might be and he will do, Lance will do his own little background, <laughs> you will do, to say, what's this Keith Charles? Oh, I know Keith Charles. Oh, do you know this bloke Bill Rich? It goes on, please, people who are thinking it. Don't think you're going there not knowing anything. And if you say to me, oh, yeah, I was trained by somebody I've never heard of, there's always somebody who knows somebody. You know, you're only five minutes away from finding out. So... You know, we're, we're, we've got nothing to hide, people. Nothing to hide. It's about honesty. If everybody is saying good things about you, what's the problem with that? If everybody is not saying good things about you, then what is the problem with you? Yeah. Yep. You know, it's quite an easy one, that. And you learn from the bad ones. Indeed. You know, the bad things. That's when you learn. Yeah, everything is a lot, and every medium working on the platform will have brilliant days and not so brilliant days. You understand that, 
you know yep. it is part and parcel of the, what we do um but he also is very i'm not saying we're very clicky but people do talk and especially the people that are running the churches or the medium secretaries etc you know and if you do get somebody come in and there's totally the wrong intent behind what they're trying to do that word gets around really really quickly that word gets around much faster than you can physically travel to the other churches and it's not a nasty thing it's not a nasty energy no. it is it is a constructive appraisal can i just say while we're here there's three of us here sorry yeah there's there's three of us here I, I guarantee you, because I've had this conversation with Bill, Bill has come down to Spirit Quest and he would come up and say, how do I do? Not because his ego is like, did I do a right job? Did I, Was the job right? If I was in your church and I come out and you go, thanks, Keith, um, didn't really like the way you did this or you did that. And I said, what was wrong with it? And you tell me, I learn, I go away. I say, I'm really sorry. I, I didn't realise I was doing that, you know? And I think that's all part of learning. You know, I know. It, I've known you for years, Lawrence. I've known Bill for years. There's no jealousy between us. We all learn off each other. Yeah, that, That's what I love about it. And this, this is the energy that we need to share with those people watching who are thinking about or just about to start on that route. There's you a know. lady listening today, Bill, uh, and, and Laurie. There's a lady listening today who's in America who got in touch with me and said, is there a spiritualist church where I live? Now, that I just want to say, great, because she wants to learn from what she's watched of doing things like this. And there's lots of people who probably don't have any other way of broaching the subject that we do other than going on this, if you like, we call it TV, you know, on, on this mechanical thing. They can't get into churches. They can't go and see them, but they want to. And that's great. Sorry, I've said enough. Shut up, Keith. No, that's all right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the whole idea of the night. We have slightly drifted off topic, but yeah, <laughs> for a purpose. We knew that was going to happen, and it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as you can see, prayer is a very emotive subject, and it always will be, and it should be, because a prayer should come from here. It should be the expression of your heart. Absolutely. And we find that to begin with an unnerving experience because we feel like we're laying ourselves a little bit bare don't we yeah that's just come to me we feel like yeah we feel like we're sort of like showing something which we've not shown before and it's uncomfortable to begin with to begin with to begin with maybe yeah i think sometimes you can hear words and they have no meaning and you can hear a few words that says volumes because they come from the heart with love and intent. Indeed. Absolutely. Indeed. All right. So the last question or the last statement to work with. And this is, um, yeah, this is a very common one. This is one I come across an awful lot uh, of new people coming into circle is, I can't stop thinking. I can't shut my mind up. I don't know if it's my mind. And that is always sort of like 85% of new people coming into any circle, be it open development, healing or whatever, trying to get into that energy, first of all, into the silence or into the meditation, whichever way it makes. The monkey mind is going... So why is that? Why, why, why do we find that quite difficult to manage? Bill. Oh, thanks, 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 thanks. Hi, Ramsey. Um, switching that mind off. If I had the answer to that, <laughs> I would be worth some money because the mind is active all the time. Um, you, it's the hardest thing in the world to switch your mind off. You, you say to someone, we're going to do a meditation. 
I want you to follow me on this meditation. We're now approaching a bridge. The water's under the bridge. Well, they're not at the bridge. They're three miles ahead of that. Right? Because their mind is conjecturing and it's planning ahead. And there are there are little things you can do. I had a good lesson of how to switch someone's mind off and show them that the first thing that comes to mind is spirit. The second thing comes to mind is you. Because spirit can emplace a thought, a sense, a feeling in millionths of a second. Does that make sense? It's whether you can um, retract that information and give it. So we used to play a game. And uh, Rosie Keane, who I love to bits, she's on there, she sat with me. And what we used to do was first thing to mind. And they say, oh, how do I get this? And I'll say, right, I'm going to ask you a question. And I'm going to count to three. And I want you to give me the first thing that comes to mind. Is my bag tall or short? One, two, three, short. How do you know it's short? Oh, it just popped in. Well, where was your analytical mind? Where was the mind that you couldn't control at the moment? Does that make sense? And there are little sequences and little teaching lessons you can do. I mean, I use that as loosely, right? But I say to people, the hardest thing in the world is to let go of control, right? And the one thing that we hold in control more than anything is our mind. It can hinder us. It can help us because I say to people, you need a good imagination is always handy to work with spirit because they will use relative experiences and things that you think of because they can place a thought in your mind. They can place an image, but you need to control it. And a good teacher will become very aware of their students. And at the end of the day, a student should turn around and say to a circle leader, do you know what? I'm having trouble controlling my mind. I'm thinking about the shopping or the washing I've got to do or the whatever. Or I'm still thinking about that message that that person gave in circle five minutes earlier. You're there for yourself. And controlling the mind is the hardest thing you can do. But it can be done if you practice. I And I say... I think I'll use your saying, Laurie, baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. If you can hold that concentration for one minute, then the next time you go for 90 seconds, the next time you go for two minutes, and you build up to it. Does that make sense? Because when you're working with spirit, it's a continuity, it's a flow, right, that you're looking for. In through here and out through there. And you haven't got time to allow your mind to run them up. Otherwise, a message would break down. It can be done. And I would say to people, please, please, please be patient with this. Practice, practice, practice. It can be done. And I know because my mind always run them up. The hardest thing I've ever do, ever had to do is shut that mind down. Stop me from thinking. Because at the end of the day, you start to learn to trust spirit and you'll start to go with the first things you sense or feel, the first things you hear or see. And you give them and then suddenly it's like, wow, I want a little bit more. And it happens. And suddenly that analytical mind, thinking mind stops. That's me. On that bit. I do it slightly different, Bill. Um, I, I, I'd go to where you're going, but I always start off with a meditation. Now, I don't mean just sit there and dream off. I believe that if you're doing a meditation, it has to be controlled. It has to have a process. It has to have a, a safety spot in it. You have to take exercises in it. You have to have that safe place where you want to go. So if you are teaching people a story that they've got to find in their mind, over a while, they will get into it. So when it all goes wrong, 
you think, where did I go wrong? Well, I'll go back. I know why. I went too quick. All I wanted to do was give a message. All I wanted to do. So we forget that when we're developing, when we're building, they are building blocks. You can't build a house without foundations. You can't. And that's what people forget. And I'll give you a little example of how people can change their story the same way you do it. One, two, three. What's this? I get people to do a little color reading. So what I will do, if you're my student and Lawrence is my student, I will say to you, have a look at Lawrence and tell me the first three colors that come into your mind. And then they give it. And I'll give you an example. I was doing this and the fellow said, oh, I don't get anything. Never get anything. Never get anything. So I said, all right, sit with this lady just opposite. I'll pick a lady. You tell me, what's the first color you get? Red. Okay. Then they gave him another couple. So we go back and this is, I said, uh, what color red? He said, what do you mean? What color red? I said, well, what red did you see? He said, post office red. I said, what do you mean post office? He said, you know what you put a letter in. I said, why did you get that? He said, well, that's what I saw. So I said, ask that lady if it means anything. She said, yeah, on my way to circle tonight, I posted a letter in the letterbox just down the road. And he said, no. Is that right? Now, this is just a silly little example how people actually dismiss dismiss spirit talking to you or spirit trying to help you. So the, this we're talking about as we get on. So you settle your mind by realizing I can do it. So I believe that part of what people do when they can't settle their mind they go to circle they probably race there they don't get there with 15 minutes in time to calm themselves they get there because they're excited they want to do it it's like going on a date or oh, what they like what's it going to be like all that kind of thing and they've got their expectations before they've actually got there i'm going to do this i'm going to do that it's like whoa slow down that's the way i would advise people try and Give yourself time. Bill, Laurie, myself, we've all been mediums. You might have got to a venue late. What's the first thing we do? Or oh, I've just got to go to the bathroom. Whether you have or you haven't, it gives you five minutes just to go in and say, please, Spirit, give us a good hand tonight. Give me a hand tonight. I need it. I'm sorry I'm a bit late, but can you can you help me? Thanks very much. Hello, Lawrence. Yeah, sorry. You know, and then you're ready to go. They're little things that, I suggest would help people. Lovely. Thank you, gents. Uh, nice to have a few little tips there as well. Uh, my view on that about why won't we stop your mind thinking is because I was trained uh, to fill up my toolbox. And that means I would pick up magazines, articles, pictures on the internet and just load my mind with loads of images and things. Because if spirit were to give me something to relate to somebody, say they gave me a little bit of Sanskrit, it would mean nothing to me if I wasn't familiar. So when you work with spirit, they are bringing forward a lot of your memories. I found to begin with, A, we don't meditate. People say, oh, yeah, I meditate. Really? <laughs> we don't really meditate. Because once you start sitting in a circle environment, it's not you on your own. It is every energy within that circle and the outer circles of spirit. So it's a very powerful energy that you're going into. Some circles, lesser or greater degree, but you are going into a big energy. So your mind is whirring. Your mind is going active. But also, don't forget, spirit are working with you. Spirit is intelligence never ever forget that spirit is intelligence and part of that stimulation of your mind there was somebody there saying i don't understand i don't know if it's me or spirit giving it to me and so, do you know what everybody says that everybody i've ever heard on the development route go i don't know if it's me but i'm getting this partly it is you because that memory that knowledge or whatever that understanding um, I've never seen a giant redwood, but seeing pictures of it, I could describe a giant redwood. Is that my mind or is that spirit? It's, it's a prompt. Spirit are going through your archives going, show them that, show them that. And you recognition there. 
So, yeah. I think that's really important, Lawrence, what you're saying. But people tend to forget that spirit can only work on your mind, yeah. that they can only show you something. So I don't know where you lived when you were 10 years of age, right? I'm, I'm making this up just for the purpose of our So I'm now got, uh, I'm giving you a message and I'm saying, oh, your dad is in spirit and he's saying to you, when you were 10, you lived opposite a church and next to the church was a fish and chip shop. Now, I don't know where you live, but I do know that once in my life, I must have gone past a church and I must have gone past a fish shop. So they show me a church, a church I'm familiar with because I know it's a church. They know they show me a fish and chip shop, but they are showing me church, fish and chip shop, your dad, for instance. And I say, would that make sense? You go, yeah, I used to work in that fish and shop, fish and chip shop when I was 14. But that, if you just dismiss all these things, it's like, got your dad here. And, well, that's it. And because nobody's teaching them and showing them, it's okay to tell me what you're seeing, what you're feeling. You know, we feel in our body, don't we? It's like, just for instance, we tend not to do it as you get older. We think, oh, I keep getting this pain in my shoulder. It's not me. Did your dad have a pain in his shoulder? Yeah, he was shot in the, shot in the, you know, as a soldier, he was shot in there. That's how we build up what we feel, what we sense, what we touch, how spirit are giving it us. So then if I say to you, is that right? And you go, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. I can't wait thinking, oh, it weren't me then. must have been spirit. <laughs> that's how we learn. Can I just come in on that, Keith, yeah? Yeah. Well, that's all right. I said to you about um, what, trusting what I'm getting from spirit and not my head. I, when I did that, you know, I say to him, right, okay, I'm going to count you in and ask a question. Because what can spirit give you? They can only give you a memory. That's all they can give you. They cannot give you anything physical. Here's my CV. They can only give you a memory. That memory might be triggered by something you understand or seen. Like you said, Laurie, with the Redwoods, yeah? Why am I seeing this big tree or... Why am I seeing the church keeper with the fish and chip shop? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And if you can encourage people to say, it doesn't matter if you've got it wrong, right? Because there's no wrong. You've had a go at it. That makes it good enough. That's You've had an attempt. Because it took us years, and still is to this day, for us to try and learn what we're doing, because we relearn all the time. Because this is a development circle, isn't it, Bill? Like you're saying, it is what Lawrence says and we say. You're developing. This is where you make your mistakes, isn't it? This is where you're, you know, somebody more experienced. It doesn't mean they're better. Just somebody who's more experienced will help you iron that out. Like you're, we're discussing it now. You're telling your story. Lawrence is telling his. And, and I will, to the day I die, learn off anyone, you know, because... Really good way, Keith. I think you'd like this, Laurie. I used to say to him in circle, right, your homework for the week. I always used to like to give him a bit of homework, right? Take to think about. And I'd say, when you're next sitting at the traffic lights or on the bus or train or whatever, take a look at the person opposite you. How would you describe them? How would you describe their face? The more you start to describe in your head, the more spirit have access to knowledge. They can show you a face that you think, yep, that's, we're not fat because that'd be the wrong word to use. They're well this, to this, the color of eyes. So spirit will use all of our experience and memories to work with it. It's a good way of doing it. That is really good. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And that's something we can all take away from tonight Ooh. and just do. Yeah, very good. Keith, a question for you, sir, from Joan. Does anyone... No, experience... I'm not going to speak to her. Oh, <laughs> She's a real good friend of mine, Joni. I love you lots. All right, and, Bill. And, no, yeah, I would I would ask because... No, no, she, uh, there's, I'm not trying to be funny. Bill, you answer this for me, please. Oh, I'll try. Yeah. Well, what's the question? Does anyone... 
It's gone, Lawrence. Any, you can see it. Does anyone experience sounds in their ears when spirit is present? Not words, but different sounds. Yes. I, I do. I understand that entirely. Spirit are energy. And because they're energy, they will use in clairvoyance, purely clairvoyance I'm talking about here, they will use mostly from the neck here, the head. Eyes that we have to see and ears that to hear, yeah? Not spirit, what we use. And when spirit comes around, you've got the crown chakra here, which when that opens, that is the call that generates the power and energy from spirit, right? Whether people agree with this, but I'd ask you just to bear with me. Sometimes when spirit adjusts an energy, you will hear like a noise. I, I'm not going to do it. Well, I can. I'm going to try. But one of the most common noises is you hear that. And it sounds like a monotonic sound. And you'll normally hear it from one ear. In my case, it's the right. Interesting thing is, I'm partial, lost a lot of hearing in my right ear. And you <laughs> hear it from that ear. So, I've got to jump in here, Bill. What, you don't yeah. know that, but the lady you're speaking to is deaf. Oh, right. Brilliant. Well, <laughs> you've got a hearing problem, haven't you, Joni? Sorry. It's unbelievable. But I've, I've She's found, laughed yeah. out loud. She has. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> I have really, really sort of like, well, why can't you use me left ear? And the answer that come back from spirit was, you're reliant on that side. So, yes, you can hear the energy. And I believe that sometimes you can hear what sounds like a crackling noise, right? And you say, what is that? When I ask Spirit about this, they adjust the energy sometimes. And we, because we're sensitive, you will often feel it. Question for you guys. Have you ever felt Spirit's presence in your eyes? Yeah? So you know they can use the eyes. Because when they use the eyes, they're really close, almost like looking through your eyes. And the same with the ears. They are the two most sensitive parts on your head. And that's what they use. So to answer the question, yes, they can. Brilliant. I was working last night, and I've said it a few times, but I've not really acknowledged it myself until I said it again last night. Uh, I was doing a Zoom um, dem, so you're actually seeing the people real time. And I, I said, oh, this lady is using my eyes to look at you because I shifted. I stepped to one side and I knew this was somebody else looking through my eyes. Most bizarre feeling, but how Intense. wonderful. Yeah, how joyous. How wonderful. Jamie Williamson. Hello, sir. We love Jamie Williamson. He's always got really good questions. Well, that looks a given. Yeah. A little bit off topic, but we'll let you, we'll let you off, Jamie, just this once. <laughs> so keith would you like to uh fend this one please what do you oh, maybe not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's>... second thoughts <laughs> yeah what do you think of leading online development circles d d to me personally or to jamie um or anybody i personally I like that hands-on approach. I, I do. I like talking about what we do. and But when you're with people, there is so much that you actually get when you're together. I, i.e., I would say if I'm, I'm, say, got Jamie in my circle and he's saying I'm not getting anything, and I say, well, what are you feeling then? Oh, well, I've got a pain in my leg, my back aches. I feel I want to sit down. Well, who's telling you this? I don't know. Well, is it man or woman? You can you can do those sort of things in quite a, a, a nice way. And it happens sometimes. And you say, oh, yeah, your dad just said X, Y, Z. You think, whoops, can't say that online. Do you understand me? And it's like that's where you get the etiquette we were talking about earlier. It's okay to say, you know, I don't like it. And I've heard a medium do it on here, and I don't like it. We can all Lord, Lord Mayor. We all can, right? It's a cheap scot sometimes, and we're talking about things. But what I'm saying is, if somebody 
like your dad did not stop swearing or whatever, you don't have to use the swear word. Or if, if he says, I think what you do is a load of rubbish, that could be any other word. We can do it. So, Jamie, for me, I like being in a group. I like getting that, almost that intimacy of being with a group of people. And I can really try and help a bit more by what I feel. Because as a teacher, as a learn a leader, you can feel what people are feeling, if that makes sense to you. I, can, I get it easier to say, look, why are you so nervous? I'm not nervous. Yeah, you are. Tell me what. Well, I don't want to make it make a mistake. I don't want to get it wrong. So maybe online, that would also be, I'm not saying it is, might also be a barrier for some people who perhaps would not feel comfortable. Personally, that's me. I'd like to be in the intimacy of a, we call it a closed circle as opposed to an online circle just for now. Lovely. And Bill, question for you from Eddie. How do you keep the flow of a message going? I find information being stop-start. Right. There are three parts of a message. The entity, the condition relating to who that person was, um, what their life was like, personality, and then the message, yeah? And what I find sometimes is, is that People make this part hard because how long should a message be, right? What should be said? And at the end of the day, I say to people, if it took you 10 minutes to do the message, but it gave 100% proof of survival, the job is done, right? That's the whole criteria of it. Fluidity, continuity, comes with practice. The more that you trust spirit, the more that you allow the spirit entity to draw close to you, the more information can be given. And I'm going to give you an example. There's nothing worse, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, but sometimes a medium doesn't pause. They go... And you think, what was that? You know, they could say to me, your missus is in spirit, and blah, 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 blah. And before I can answer it, I can't say to them, well, my missus is sitting next to me. I'll leave it with you, and I'm off. So you've got to find the balance of what you're comfortable with. And what I will say to people is, you don't want a half-hour message. You want that continuity. The more you practice it, Right? And you speak to spirit and say, I keep feeling these gaps, these pauses. And when I get them pauses, I feel almost like I'm broken the link or spirit has stood back. If you inform spirit of what you're feeling and what you're aware of, then they understand. And I think sometimes, guys, that people are frightened to speak to spirit, their guides and that, and say, I actually feel a bit uncomfortable with this or... I didn't have that fluidity, right? So fluidity comes with practice. And if you tell spirit how you're feeling and just relax, you'll find that fluidity have come. It's again, it comes down to it's not a race. But someone to me, if they, I've got this person here and they pause and they're saying this and they pause and this is the message and I'll leave that with you. I'm quite happy with that. I would rather have a medium do that to me than stand there and rattle off 600 words in a minute and not give me the chance to answer and then go. That's what I would say. Practice it. Tell spirit what you're comfortable with, what you're not, and they will help you with this. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes uh, or errors a lot of people make. Talk to spirit. They are intelligence. They are not there at our beck and call. They're not a third party put in the singular. They are people that have lived exactly the same lives that we've lived. They've gone through the same things as we've gone through. And you're working as part of a team. You wouldn't sit in the office as a team leader and not talk to your team. But, and I think, I yeah, think that is so important, Lodge. It's so important. You are part of a team. 
that is important. Yeah, all the way. And the final question for this evening. Good one. Yeah, yeah, lovely. At what age could a child who's very open to spirit come to circle? Mm -hmm. Uh, both of your opinions, please. Your, uh... I uh, personally, yeah. I, I, I had a son. Um, bless him, he's in heaven. He was a better medium than I ever would be. He gave some great messages. He was he was asked to give a statement to the police when he was fourteen. Okay, now he actually would be what I call natural. We talk about natural. He would just say it as it was. And I said to him, and his name's Matthew, I said to him, Matt, he said he wanted to do what we're doing. And I said, look, what you can do, I said, you, I will give you all the encouragement you need when you've done your schooling, when you've got through your schooling. Learn your lessons in this life first. Don't mean that you have to ignore spirit, but for now, just put them back a bit. They won't go away. They won't leave you. And it's the same with, with kids, sorry, children, whatever you want to call them. It's the fact is they are very sharp, very bright, very aware. But what you have to be careful, you have to be a protective parent. And if you are not careful, you can get wrapped up and say, oh, my child said this, my child. I'm not saying that's yours, Emma, but I'm just saying you have to be aware that kids are sharp. And if they get attention from you, Bill, you had bad attention as kids, right? And, and perhaps you could carry this on for me, but kids actually go into attention, don't they? Good or bad, they react to it. So, yes, a kid... A kid, I would say, once you know they're aware of it, just tell them to step back or her and then say, when you're 16, I'll give you all the encouragement under the world. All the encouragement you want. I'll come with you. I'll take you. I'll do whatever you want. But if you don't want to do it, don't do it. I'm not going to force you. So I'm sorry. I've just passed that on to Bill to add his two minutes on that, if you might. <laughs> I, I grew up with, with what you're saying, Keith, yeah, you know, um, with all that I was going through with my childhood and everything, I was aware of spirit. And to be honest with you, I suppose in the environment I grew up in, I had to rely on your instincts and spirit with it. Yeah, I mean, it was you. You didn't. You didn't survive. I have had people phone me and say, "Could you help me? My child is seeing this and seeing that." And, hearing this and hearing that and i've gone to a couple of people's houses and the child might be eight years old nine years old and and i kid you not if uh, you know they will tell you who's standing there with you right and they will give you evidence like you wouldn't believe and you think if you put that kid up on the platform they're probably the best medium in the world but it isn't time and you have to say to them look I know they're your friends because that child trusts them. If they trust them, they're their friends. And you're not, I say, well, I'm not taking your friends away. I'm going to ask them to stand back. Right? And you have to say to them, like, look, they're not ready yet. When they're ready, then you can come forward and work with them. What age do you take a child, in, a, a, a child, kid, whatever word you want to use, into circle? Would I take anyone below 16? No. Would I take someone in at 16 in the circle? No. Because to me, they're not. You've got to protect them in there. Does that make sense? Right? They've got to live life a bit. If they're 18, they're an adult. You, I would feel more comfortable with than that. But the one thing I would say to answer this question children are more aware and naturally aware of spirit than we realize it's only because we as adults change their way of thinking and tell them how to be what to think and what not to think yeah and i would say yeah it's it's a very difficult one at what age children are aware at all ages 
and I would say there is a certain age that I would say I would not be comfortable taking someone in circle to teach them until they got to that stage, that age, and that to me would be 18. That's me. Laurie, I know I shouldn't do this, but I'm just asking you, you run a church. Is yeah. there a is there an age that you're allowed or not allowed to have somebody sit in a, a church? I don't know. You know, you might it, be able to help us for that. Yeah, no, sat in the church for a service. Um, age groups are not so restrictive. Obviously, if it's a baby in arms and it's going to be likely to be a little bit disruptive, because we did touch on this subject last week, I would say sit at the back and, you know, if he kicks off, you can just quietly slip out. Youngsters, we do have youngsters come in and sit in the church and watch a service, listen to the philosophy. Absolutely wonderful. Circle environment, I would be, I used to sit in circle when I was 14. But that was a different era. Yeah. You know, I sat in a circle in a darkened room with eight strangers on my own. Do that today. See what the CP, see, see what the CPA say about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So for everybody, safety, I would say eighteen is the minimum. If you wish to develop your child yourself and in your own private groups, that is entirely up to you. But you just need this day and age. Uh, everything has got a legality attached to it, and you must be very wary of that. And also, you know, I sat when I was 14, absolutely loved it, uh, cracked on with it. I got to 16 and a half and I left it behind and went out and lived my life and then came back to it because that's so important. I, we had a couple of prodigies down the south coast um, and they had quite a disruptive lifestyle and they both ended up walking away from it. Mm. Yeah. Gentlemen and everybody watching, thank you so much. This is flying by this time. It's lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, thank, you. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Bill. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, friends. Yeah. Uh, we'll be with you same time next week, 7.30 on Wednesday, for the next step forward. So uh, look forward to that. In the meantime, thank you so much for watching. As I said, if you've just joined us tonight for the first time, please go to the church Facebook page, videos tab on the left, and you can get last week's uh, broadcast. It's a journey through I want to be a medium to I am a medium. And we're trying to tackle and look at all the little issues that come up on that route. So once again, thank you. And thank you so much to Lady Frop Joan. Thank you. Yeah. All, the way, all the way from the state. How, how wonderful is. is this? How wonderful yeah. is this? She's Take lovely. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sent me a, such a super message. Yeah. Uh, take care, everybody. Thank you so much. Um, thank you all for the answer to the question. I didn't realize I had that's a nice comment, Jan Paul. Thank you all for the answers to questions that I didn't realize I had. How good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all. Good night. Stay safe. Thank Stay you. Tamed. God bless Look you. Yeah. God bless. And it's